Hello, hello, and welcome to another Mama's Partnering with God podcast. I am so excited to spend time with you again today, and I hope that today's episode opens your eyes to the miracles in your life, because that's exactly what it's about. It's it's allowing you to see what it is that God is doing in our lives, even through the struggle, the hardships, the mundane things that we see on a daily basis. Like it's so easy to get stuck and caught up in what it is that we do on a daily basis, that we miss the miracles that God puts into our lives. And it's so amazing to actually see those miracles. And I know that when we look at the Bible, usually what we see are the highlights. We see the miracles that Jesus did and the miracles that God did, and they're so amazing. And we get the stories in the background, but we don't see the day-to-day struggle. We don't see what happened in between, and it's usually what happens in between in the day-to-day struggle that we fixate on and instead of just allowing ourselves to open up and see what it is that God is actually doing in our lives, it can be so refreshing and so rewarding and it also kind of stops what they call the hardening of the heart because this hardening of the heart is what stops us from seeing God and having that relationship with God. And that's what we want to prevent. We want to be able to see the miracles that God does and actually apply it to our lives so that we can continue to love and partner with God rather than fall away from him. So with that being said, let's dive in. Welcome to the Mama's Partnering with God podcast. I am your host, Molly Bunnell, mom, wife, and Jesus lover. And this is where we tackle life struggles with the help and guidance from God. In this podcast, you will find God-led solutions through partnering with God in your life. My mission is to equip you with the tools that will bring you closer to God, allowing you to find faith, hope, and peace so that you can tackle marriage, motherhood, and finances with ease. It can be so easy to let the world run your life, but what do you get from that? Pain, heartache, struggle? But with God as your solution and creating a God-led lifestyle, hope, joy, and peace are just knocking at your door. So, if you're ready to finally team up with God, doing things in His strength instead of your own, you better turn that Mickey Mouse on for your kids and plug in those headphones, Mama, so we can go partner with God. Today's episode is going to be a little bit deeper than what I have been doing because it does focus more on your heart set and where it's at and whether you are allowing God to move in your um, actions or whether or not you are staying stuck where you are relying on your own strength and sometimes that can be a little bit of a struggle to dive into so um I'm not saying that to push you away I'm super excited about it it's actually really not that um hard to understand if that makes sense and I have lots of examples 
even of the disciples and how they had hardened hearts. And it's actually quite eye-opening and humanizing to, I don't know, read these stories and to feel like I'm not alone because sometimes when your heart gets hardened and you start falling away from God, you don't really understand why. And that's one thing that I'm super excited about this podcast is it's going to tell you the signs of a hardened heart and whether or not you're starting to fall away from God or if you're still thriving. Um, Because I know I have fallen away and I have come back and I have fallen away. It's kind of like an ebb and flow sometimes. But I am in a stage in life where I am clinging to God and I am super excited to know the signs of a hardened heart so that I can prevent myself from falling away from him because that is not the life I want to live. I want to continue to be partnered with him and continue to allow him to be my strength during the struggles of life instead of relying on my own strength because that is stressful in itself. It's difficult. It's hard. We don't have all of the knowledge in the world in order to answer every single problem. We can't see every single thing that's going on in relation to our lives. Only God can. And if we try to do things in our own strength, we might go down the wrong path or we might take a different course that will take us longer to get to where it is that God wants us to be. And he wants the best for us. So that is why I have created today's episode and... I hope that it really opens your eyes to the miracles in your life that God is creating for you. That's why we are going to be talking about why we miss the miracles in our lives and the three signs to a hardened heart and how we can apply God's word to our lives to keep from reaching a hardened heart and falling away from God because it's so important, like I said, to stay with God and to not fall away. And like I said, I am super excited to be able to know what these signs are and not to have to continuously go, why am I falling away from God? What's going on? Like these signs have helped me so much and it just makes my heart so happy to even know what they are. Okay, so (laughs) why we miss the miracles in our lives. It's pretty obvious once I say it, but it's essentially because we're too close to the situation. Like, I know that multiple times that there have been situations in my life that happen that are so difficult to get through and my dad will say it's just a season of life it's just a short time of life like you'll get through it and I'm just like oh my gosh no I'm never gonna get through this and I never actually see the miracle that God is doing for us from being too close to the situation, it can cause our hearts to harden because we can't see the good that is happening in our lives, the amazing things that God is doing in our lives. And it's so sad to think that 
just because we can't see the overall picture, the direction in which we are actually taking and the path that we're going down, we tend to close our hearts off to God and the good, amazing things he has for us in our lives. Um, this is where I was during my postpartum period with my first child. Um, I had walked away from God, not intentionally, but I wasn't actively pursuing him. And so all the actions that I did, all of the struggle that I went through, I tried to do it in my own strength and in my own knowledge and my own energy. And let's just say my postpartum period was not easy. It was difficult. It was struggle. And the things that I thought were going to be the solutions, the things that I thought were going to take me to the next level and get me out of that mental drama that I was stuck in, weren't actually what I needed. And I didn't see that until now. Like when I was in the situation, I thought my only solution was to quit my job. I thought it was to be able to stay home with my daughter and I didn't have the money. I didn't have the financial security, which we talked about last episode <laughs> about financial freedom. And I was so stuck in my ways that the only way to get out of this, this mind drama that I was stuck in was to no longer be working a nine to five and be able to stay home with my daughter. But I just kept working that into every being of my life, into every atom in my body saying that the only way I was going to feel better and to be happy was to no longer be working at my job and to be able to stay home with my daughter. And that's, that's not the case. Though amazingly and miraculously, God allowed for it to actually happen. I mean, so obviously me staying home was in his plan, but the way I was going all about it was wrong. And like I said, it was in my strength and my knowledge and Everything that I know is only so much compared to everything that he knows. And as humans, we like to think that we know everything and that we're better than others because we know more. And sometimes it's true about how much we know compared to others. But focusing on it and having a big head about it is not the way we should go about it. And that's why we miss the miracles that God puts in our lives. Like the way I was able to become a stay-at-home mom and financially not have to worry about it was I got into an accident and it totaled my car. And that's how I was able to no longer have that payment. And then we could afford me staying home. Like, I don't think God intentionally was like, oh yeah, let's get her into an accident and then we can make the car, you know, disappear. Don't have to worry about that income or that bill. But in all reality, 
he just used it for his good rather than actually putting me through that. It wasn't a bad accident. In fact, I'm surprised that it was totaled, like that my car actually was totaled because, I mean, it never fails. Whenever I get into an accident, I'm stopped. So I was stopped waiting to turn and I got rear-ended. <laughs> and it really wasn't that bad of an accident. Is more annoying than anything. I'm like, dude, I am no longer stopping because whenever I'm stopped is when people hit me. <laughs> First time I was stopped at a stop sign. I'm like, dude, apparently I just need to keep going. <laughs> but anyways, I was missing the miracles that God was working in my lives in order for me to be able to stay home with my daughter. And it's so sad. It's because I was so close to the situation, but I'm not the only one. And my reason is not the same as everyone else's reason. So one of the other people that I want to talk about that missed the miracles in their lives and had hardened hearts were actually the disciples. So you know the story of um, when... Jesus was on the mount preaching to like 5,000. I forget what it's actually called. I should have looked it up, but I didn't. Um, God, or Jesus was talking and preaching and they needed to feed these people. And they took five loaves of bread and three fish. I think maybe I should have looked it up. <laughs> Look it up just to make sure that I'm not quoting you wrong. Anyways, um, when he did that, he took the bread and he broke it and he prayed over the fish and it fed 5,000 people plus, because I'm pretty sure that was only the guys that they counted. They didn't count the children. They didn't count the women. That's how many people these five loaves of bread and three fish fed. And there was leftovers like baskets full of leftovers and the disciples got to see this but one night when they were in a boat in the middle of the lake Jesus was alone on land praying to God and he said he would meet up with them on the other side of the lake well while the disciples were on the lake they were getting tossed around and there was a really bad storm going on and um, Jesus went down to them walking on the water. He was about to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost and they cried out because they were all terrified by him. And yes, I just read that from the Bible. Um, it's Mark 6, 47 through 50, but it's the next one, 50 one and 52 that are really eye-opening. So the disciples were terrified, but immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Then he climbed into the boat with them and the wind died down. They were completely amazed for they had not understood the amazing miracle that he had just 
performed with the loaves and the fish and their hearts were hardened. And yes, I say hardened, like, one second, I'll pull up the definition. I had it pulled up and then I turned the page. I say pulled up, but I have it in a book. <laughs> so the word hardened, as it's used here, means unresponsive, completely lacking sensitivity or spiritual perception. Like, how in the world did the disciples have a hardened heart? They were with Jesus all of the time, seeing all of the miracles that he was performing, all of the amazing stuff. And instead of applying it to their lives, they didn't. Like, they kept it separate. They kept their hearts hardened to what it is that God wanted them to see and and even do, which is surprising because they have been traveling with Jesus this entire time and helping him spread the word about God and they still have a hardened heart. Like, how does that work? On the other side of it though, it does make me feel a little bit better knowing that the disciples weren't perfect. I mean, in our reality, we should know that they're not because they're human and there were so many disciples that failed like in other areas of the scriptures. So we shouldn't be surprised, but at the same time, the fact that they had a hardened heart is what is surprising. And at the same time, like I said, it also makes me feel a little better and like, it makes them more humanized and less of in like we put them on a pedestal and they're just normal people like you and me. But that's why we miss the miracles in our lives because we're either too close to the situation or we don't apply the miracles or the word to our hearts and so we miss so much. And that alone is so difficult to get through. The fact that by not applying God's word to our lives and trying to be Christ-like, we miss it. We harden our hearts because we don't understand. Okay, so <laughs> I better move on to the next topic, which are three signs to a hardened heart which like I was kind of just saying, by not applying God's word to our lives, we resist God. And by resisting him, it makes us forget that he's even there. Like all it takes is a small compromise. All it takes is a raindrop to start a ripple effect. And it grows and grows into something even bigger. And one thing that I like to compare this to is a little lie. I mean, in God's eyes, a lie is just as powerful as, say, killing someone is. And I know those are two drastically opposite different things. But see, that's the thing. In our eyes, they're two totally different things. But in God's eyes, they are the same thing. And so 
all it takes is you saying one little lie and that little lie can spread and cause so much so much pain and heartache and struggle in so many ways and it's super difficult to understand until you are at the largest ring of the ripple effect and then you're like oh my gosh because i was okay with that one lie i was okay with the next one and the next one and the next one and all it did was dig me even deeper into a hole that made it so much worse than if i would have just told the truth from the beginning you may think that you're doing it to protect someone you love but by doing that all you do is cause more pain and heartache down the road um a second sign is that you're trading god's truth for the world's direction so instead of saying that or instead of reading the Bible and taking God's truth as it is, we allow the world to, to direct our moves, to help us make our decisions. Like the world leads us to pain and loneliness and an ache for belonging that's just out of reach. Like it doesn't take us to happiness and joy. All it does is put us into a place where we are self-sufficient, where we are selfish, where we are, I can't think of another self word, but <laughs> all the words that begin with self, it's the world is focused on ourselves instead of everyone else around us. And God's truth is not that way. God wants us to rely on him. God wants us to lean on him and to give to others and to love others. And that's why we need to focus more on God's truth rather than the world's direction. So the third sign is access without application will not equal transformation which is what i've been saying about the disciples and how they hadn't applied what they learned to their lives so even though you have the information if you don't apply it to your life if you don't actually make it a thing that you follow you're not going to be transformed you're not going to have inspiration and information without personal application that's a lot of shuns but <laughs> it will never amount to a transformation like you again could have the motivation to go somewhere to do something you have the bible and you have the information but you're not applying it to your heart you're not applying it to your life and in that sense, you will never go anywhere with it. You will stay the same, same person as you are. It's pretty much like if you go to Bible study, if you go to a Bible study and you agree with every single thing out there, but we don't apply it to our lives, then it's not actually going to do anything and it's actually hypocritical. Like, 
it's pretty much saying one thing and then doing the opposite because you don't actually believe it. And that's what a hardened heart is. Like, you don't believe it, so you're not going to follow through with it. But yet you're going to go through the actions and make everyone else think that you are. And if you feel that way, then you should definitely know that you have a hardened heart because that's not the way God wants it to be. God wants us to hear something. He wants us to go to church and hear a message and be moved by it because he's speaking to us. And then he wants us to say yes to that movement and go take action on it. But if you have a hardened heart, you're going to hear that movement and you're not going to take action on it. It's kind of like this last Sunday, I went to church and the pastor um, said something about how we, instead of running off right away, we should stay back and talk to somebody just to build connection and become a more, um, I can't think of the word I want, but <laughs> to become closer as a church and to fellowship together and to build friendships and stuff because I am going to a larger church and so most people just come to church and then they split, which is totally okay if you've got a lot going on, but I heard God calling me to stay behind and talk to somebody. I didn't know who, and I kind of looked around as I went out into the lobby, but I didn't feel connection, and so I just got scared and kind of ran away. Plus, I was also thinking, well, I've got to go to Walmart, and I've got to go to Menards, because I don't live in town where church is i live 45 minutes away so we try to make it a big day and we also went and saw one of my husband's friends and so i'm like we've got so much going on i don't have time to just stand here and talk well that was me resisting god and not doing what it is that he asked me to do and I know that come next week, I will definitely be looking for someone. I know I've been praying to God about allowing him to open my heart and open whoever's heart as well and prepare us to meet each other so that it's maybe not quite as awkward. But, <laughs> you know, making new friends is always kind of awkward because somebody's got to break the ice and you got to have the courage to do it. <laughs> um... Okay, so then with all this being said, with these three signs, so then how can we apply God's word to our lives to keep from reaching a hardened heart and falling away? Well, simply put, build a relationship with God. Talk to him. Journal to him. Write him letters. I don't know. Do whatever you feel is comfortable that allows you to not only read about him in the Bible, but get to know him on a personal level, get to know him as your father. And by building that relationship, it's a little more difficult for you to get that hardened heart because it'd be like as if your best friend came up to you and said, hey, um, yeah, that's not doing very good. You should maybe do it this way because that's not working for you. I don't know an exact <laughs> example, but it'd be as if, as if they were trying to guide you down a different path because the path you were on wasn't correct. And 
it's a lot harder to say no to your best friend than it is to say no to a complete stranger. So build that relationship with God so that it is harder for you to say no to him. Um, one exercise that I like to do is a God's truths versus my beliefs. And that's pretty much taking a section of the Bible and I write out a letter from God to me and then it disregards or <laughs> me and words are struggling right now. Um, but it takes my belief, my negative mental drama that I have going on and it kiboshes it because it pretty much says, no, that's not correct. This is the way it actually is. And this is the way you need to believe it. And it definitely helps me, which I will definitely go into that <laughs> a little deeper on how to do that exercise later on. Um, but then praying God's truth over us is also a good thing, is another good thing to do, which is taking a Bible verse and turning it into a prayer, which I never even thought of doing before, but it is such a good thing to do. Like, if you don't know what to pray about... Take a section of the Bible, take a Psalms and turn it into a prayer, like from you. Take the same exact words that they're coming out of there and put it into your words that make more sense to you and actually pray about it. And it's amazing. Um, another thing is when God gives you direction, do it. If he comes over you and compels you to do something, don't hesitate like I did at church this last weekend. Say yes and do it. Take the scary step forward and do it. And another thing is don't be a hypocrite. Don't just go through the actions. If you don't actually believe it, don't say yes. If you, and then if you know that you're struggling with belief about it, then you need to talk to God. You need to figure out why you have a hardened heart around the situation. And then comes in the God's truth and the praying over us with God's truth and all that kind of stuff. And don't compromise your beliefs, especially not for the world. And what I'm talking about here is taking a small lie that I talked about earlier and letting it build. Don't be okay with one thing that you know is not okay and doing it anyways because you want to save face or you want to keep from hurting someone's feelings. You need to be truthful about what it is that's going on and keep your heart like not heavy. You need to keep it light. You need to allow God to be the one to guide you and control you through your spirit, through your heart, and then you won't let the world be the guider. You won't um, allow the world to make your directions and your choices for you. Instead, you will be allowing God to guide you and lead you through that. <laughs> okay, so that was a lot of information. Um, if you have any questions, 
please feel free to reach out in the Mamas Partnering with God um, Facebook group and I will answer any questions you have. And with that being said, we'd love to have you over in the Mamas Partnering with God Facebook group so that we can connect and get to know each other and support each other through these hard times and even to understand sometimes what it is that we're talking about. Because I may be explaining this one way and somebody else could explain it differently and you understand it better and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that that's why we have community that's why we fellowship together and that's why i built this group so that we can continue the conversations that we have here on the podcast in the group so i hope you enjoyed today's episode and i hope it really helps you along the way to keep from having a hardened heart to keep from being in a place that's stressful and difficult and we are alone relying on our own self to get through everything rather than relying on God and allowing him to be your strength and your courage and everything that gets you through the struggles in a much easier manner than doing it on our own. So with that being said, I will see you next week on another Mama's Partnering with God podcast. Hey Mama, before you head out, if this episode has blessed you in any way, would you please go and leave a written review over on Apple Podcasts so that it can reach, bless, and impact many other mamas the way it has you? I also want to personally invite you to come and join me and many other like-minded mamas over in my free Facebook group. I would love to hear your thoughts, answer your questions, and keep this conversation going. Praying God continues to bless you. See you next time.